Welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How are you? I'm okay. I can actually see you. It's yeah. quite It's quite different. And uh, it's early in the morning. I'm still in pajamas. You're lucky. <laughs> I'm not so lucky. I had to drive to uh, see you, so I couldn't... I guess I could have worn my pajamas. You could have worn your pajamas. <laughs> I probably could have, and yeah. no one would have said anything. <laughs> um, this is our first like real live show like where we're actually in front of each other, which is quite bizarre. Yeah, and I don't have a computer screen in front of me. It feels kind of weird. It doesn't it feel weird. It's it does like, feel it, weird. It's weird not to look into a camera and like have to see each other. It's very bizarre. It's true. So today we're going to talk to someone that we were supposed to talk to last week, which is even funnier that now that we're going to do it. Um, we're going to talk dads who don't see their children due to I hate to shit on moms, but moms. <laughs> yeah there it is <laughs> but i'm gonna take a big festering shit um look it's obviously a problem um in the states uh as far as i know with even friends that i've known that uh, i hate to say hostage but they're they do kind of keep them hostage um either don't let them see them at all or so selectively that it feels like they're not seeing them at all so I will let you introduce our guest. This is Carlos and Carlos. Welcome, actually. Uh, he is here to talk about his story with not being able to see his daughter, although he has court order and everything else that he needs to do so. So how you doing? I'm Hi, doing, Carlos. I'm doing great. And I just want to say thank you for letting me come on here, especially listening to episode 16 of your guys' uh, podcast, The Fatherless fatherless oh, homes the fatherless homes mm-hmm. you know um i didn't come personally from a fatherless home but i had both parents but they're always working so that can be considered like a fatherless home too as well mm-hmm. you know yeah i think it's there's definitely some um gray areas look uh, latchkey kids kids that uh, are raised by working parents are are definitely have some damage but I would definitely say for sure when there's no dad in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the statistics, you know, alone, they're absurd how bad your kid can turn out and where they end up. Prison, suicide, drug addict. I mean, there's multiple things that you can that you can see from that. So um, I think it's a bad thing to keep parents away. Absolutely. I mean, even a bad parent is better than no parent at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you have to have that something. You have to have some kind of balance between, you know, getting manly advice and motherly advice. There's we are different. And mm-hmm. it's it's a fact without a doubt, you know, how your child ends up um, hearing different advice is always going to be you know, uh, filtered in through dads who might be a little more harsh and moms that might be a little more softer or vice versa. Cause I know moms that are brutal. I mean, really, really brutal. So I I just think that it's, um, it's an important thing to keep both parents because statistically we've already shown that not having a parent or a, a dad in the house is horrible, but to, keep them as a pawn and do it purposely. It's a whole nother level of shitty parenting. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't you tell us a little about your story and, and where you're kind of at with why you don't get to see your kid? Uh, well, I've been going to a, through a two year court battle, almost three years now. Um, started when I came home from a vacation. I didn't want to take <laughs> <laughs> people know what that means. It was an unwanted vacation sometimes. Sure. Um, bottom line was that I've been in my child's life since she was born. Um, her mother, I raised her two kids. You know, their dad was there, but wasn't there. You know, I've always provided for her two kids, took them in as my own. My family did the same. And then when I came back from my vacation, 
I saw the difference. You know, I just started questioning things, things that, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody for a long time, you know, the patterns. And then when patterns start to change, you're like, wait, hold on here. This is, this doesn't seem right. So when I started bringing things to light, that's when, oh, you're, you're this, you're that. And I was like, all right, you know, I, I know what things are. I know what it is. And, you know, I told them, I told my ex, I go, you know what, just, if that's the case, let it be, you know, but, um, she wanted her cake and eat it too, you know? And, uh, so when I started filing paperwork and started giving her money orders for child support, even though I'm not on child support and to this day, I'm not on child support. Um, she refuses any kind of help from me, you know? Um, but a lot of it, I have, I am to blame. I own up to my part because I kind of checked out of the relationship early on because when you're a one income family and it becomes hard and you don't see the other parent trying to drive or do anything to better themselves, you're just like, all right, what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. I already had a child with her. And, you know, I'm not going to abandon my daughter. I did it with my son and his mom didn't deserve what I, because when I first had my son, I was 20. I just turned 20, just had my son. And I got into my addiction heavy because I started working for the studios. Um, and when you're, you give a 20 year old kid a thousand dollars a week, plus he thinks he's John Gotti. Sure. <laughs> for real, he thinks he's Gotti. You can't tell him what to do. And my addiction you know, got worse and stuff like that, but that's here and there. So I try to stick around now because, you know, I didn't want to have that same effect that I did on my son. And like I said, I've always been present in my kid's life. My son's life always been there. I just had bad problems, but I've always attend to my problems, you know? And, uh, this time around, you know, like I said, mom, uh, she was just different. So when I started filing paperwork, she withdrew my daughter from us, uh, from my family, especially my father, who loves my my daughter. She would, he would go pick her up from uh, when she was in daycare. He'll go just drop her off chicken nuggets for lunch, you know, when she's about to get out of school or he'll go pick her up every Tuesday and take her out to lunch, you know, stuff like that. And then that became absent. Um, she withdrew from, like I said, basically all my family and hid my daughter from her. And every time we went to court, it was something else came up. It was postponed or whatever, mm -hmm. whatnot. So, yeah, there's more to it, but we could get into that. That you guys thought. I mean, there's always going to be something like I, I went through a divorce. Um, thankfully mine wasn't as much turmoil. Um, we let my son decide who he wanted to go with and he's been with me the whole time. Um, but I kept pushing mom into you know like I, I made my son go see mom there's because i didn't want that to be um a sticking point later in life like oh you didn't do this or you didn't get to see her blah 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 you know you you have to let your kids make up their decision on their own of who their parent is which is why you have to give them uh options to see them and continue to see them in your case, I think it's a little different, though. You know, you're you're having someone who's purposely pushing out, you know, pushing away or taking away the child. Um, the the court thing's kind of a, a different thing. So, have you been back to court since? Oh yeah, we've been to court three times, uh, four times really. Uh, I have I have actually the list of here how many times we've gone to court. Mm -hmm. I felt parental concealment against her, which is under penal code 278.5. Yeah, I learned penal codes quick in here because, <laughs> uh, you know, for men that are listening right now, I really encourage you to do your homework. Um, Google stuff. It's Everything's on the internet now. You can look up penal codes. Just ask Google or Siri, whatever it is, whatever you're looking for, and mm -hmm. it'll bring it up. So start learning your penal codes. Start doing the paperwork. And sometimes men in general... We get lazy or we get the case of the fuckets, you know, um, like, I don't want to deal with this. So I'll deal with it later or whatnot. And then later becomes a year later becomes two years. And now your kid doesn't want to see, you. you know, so for people that are listening out there, men in particular, do your homework. It sucks. 
I've been going through it for three years almost. But you know what? If you really love your kids, you're going to keep on fighting. Correct. I, I totally agree. How long has it been since you've seen her? Uh, since July. Last saw her on her birthday. July 17th was her uh, was her birthday. And I saw her for her birthday. And, oh, man, I got her. She's a big unicorn freak. And I got her everything unicorn. It was from pillows to a, a giant-sized gummy bear unicorn to <laughs> <laughs> headphones to... You name it, she got it, a blanket, you know, and, uh, you know, it sucks that uh, because I have to go through monitor visits because she wanted it. And initially in 2020 was when we started this and we uh, started going through a monitor. I had a monitor that was actually been on my side, you know, and to help me. And she started seeing how mom was. I actually have like the paperwork right here from her and, and what the monitor was saying and dates and everything. And it's crazy that the mom was actually telling the the monitor, if you keep on calling me, I'm going to file a case against you for harassment. And I, this is a court order that I have from with the monitor. The monitor went with me to the police station, wrote a report. And that's all the police is say, oh, well, we just got a document. You got to go back to court. It's like, well, okay. So when I start filing paperwork, now it becomes a different issue. I'm harassing her. I'm doing this. I'm doing that because she does have a protective order and I don't care about that. Like that's for her and her two kids, but not for my daughter. So every time I follow something against her, it's like, okay, how come this ain't being addressed, but yet you guys want to come and harass me for a hearsay. So, yeah. Because she has the protective order. Because she has a protective <laughs> order. So what I did was go file my own protective order. Because there's a lot more in between that because during that time when I would start filing my grievances and, and stuff like that, people were harassing my grandmother's house where I was staying at. They were tagging on the her garage, um, leaving absurd phone calls and stuff like that. And when I tell the cops, I even actually got a video of her stalking me at my grandmother's house. And when I bring that up to the police, it's well, she has the protective order. So the minute I go outside and say anything or go buy her car, like, what the hell are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here. It's like, oh, I'm harassing her because she has the protective order. That doesn't seem right, though. If she's going to your house and doing that, that that should look odd. You know what I mean? That should look like it. Something's a problem here. It's the protective order is not in the right hands. Yep. So. That's where I'm at. It's because the protective order protects her and she's able to do whatever she wants to do. But because I didn't have one, that was the whole case. But now that I have one, there hasn't been that issue. She hasn't came by the house. She hasn't done. No one's tagged on the garage or anything like that. And it's just funny, though, because it's when it was one sided at first. Now that I have mine, it's like, OK, and top it off when I went to the station which is in uh, Devonshire division. And I made my report. They're all like, well, they're all like, well, what are you doing that you, she's doing this? I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm the one making the report here. You know what I mean? Like, and so I, will, I have a lot of people that help me and bless me. I'm, I'm truly blessed. Um, I can't say who said it, but I'll, they gave me legal advice and they'll ask for a D3. A D3 is uh, the main detective that runs the whole cha-cha, the whole get down. And so when I asked, I go, you know what? I need to speak to a D3. And they're all like, what? Like, they were surprised I knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I first filed my parental concealment, they're all like, well, why isn't she letting you see your kid? I'm all like, wait, hold on. I'm the one here making the report. I have my court order. Well, why isn't she letting you see your kid? I'm all that. And then so I had someone tell me, just, hey, ask for, tell me you want their ID badge. Not their, not their number, their the thing you want to speak, you want their identification number, which is their login. And now they're like, oh, hold on. This guy knows what he's talking about. So they got, he goes, oh, hold on. Got back on the phone. He's like, oh, you know what? Sorry, sir. Uh, I misunderstood you and it became a different story. Mm. So when you start knowing what you're talking about and penal codes and just, you know, the things that you, the, the language, is, I guess that's the best way of saying it, the language. People start listening to you. But when you go in there as Joe Blow and, oh, well, I need this and start 
don't understand what you're saying or talking to them about, they're going to shine you off. Especially on domestic stuff. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to get involved in that because they don't win ever. They don't. And, you know, like it sucks because the ones that are getting hurt are the kids. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is the kids that's getting hurt. Kid loves both parents, but they're always going to side with the parent that they live it with. It has them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and because there's times where my daughter shows her old side where she's just loving and she's hitting me and playing like, you know, just playing rough playing with me. And then she'll withdraw from so like when there's incidents with the mom or I'll make a report the following week when I have my visitation, whatever, my daughter will withdraw from me. And, you know, that kind of sucks, you know, but I do take accountability for everything that has happened because during that time, like when I was with her mom, like I said, I, I wasn't the perfect boyfriend. I checked out um, the infidelity and everything and stuff like that. So I created that monster, you know, and that's the thing. You got to take accountability first. You can't just blame, oh, it's this parent or it's that parent. And, you know, you got to look at yourself and see, okay, what, what part did I do that this person's acting like that? You know, so to judge me from my past is like, okay, that's not who I am no more. You know, I became a better person. I bettered myself in many different ways. Um, got connected to my spirituality, my higher power. You know, well, I call God, you know, and that makes a big difference, too, because sometimes uh, we try to fill that void with with destruction, with toxic things, you know. Especially when you're raising a kid like that, when you're going through all that and you're you're using and you're cheating and you're going to different places, that doesn't that's not helping the situation with your child. It's not. So that's that's the hard part. And that's what your foundation is at. So yeah. it makes sense that she would be hateful and want you to not see your kid. But there's no justification for that either, because who's losing is your child. Yeah. And it's crazy because uh, I got a text from because I still talk to people that live in our apartments that were, where she lives at still. And they're like a were uh, just two incidents, really. Uh, they're, they're all like, Hey, what's up with your girl? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're all like, yeah, uh, this person's walling out. She's trying to run someone over. And I'm all like, what? Hold on. I go, where? So I went to the street where it happened at. And I asked people, because like I said, I'm going through this court battle. So I need everything mm-hmm. that I could get, find whatever it is just to help my, 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 my case, you know? And two people said they saw stuff, but they don't want to get involved. And one person had a, the surveillance camera and I told him everything. And this is how God works. You know, he intervenes and stuff. And, uh, the person that gave me the video, the, the, the footage of that was an off duty cop. Oh, no way. Yes. You know, and he's always, but you can't say where you got it from and you know, stuff like that, because then he could be real out because he can report it. But you know, when I had to come out that he gave it to me, it was like, well, he wasn't home. He's, he didn't see it. So he wasn't a witness. And when I showed this to the cops, uh, to mission division and Devonshire division in California police station, um, they're all like, well, we can't do nothing about it. There's no victim. How did you get this? I'm all like, well, I, like how I just said right now, I went to everyone by and say, who gave it to me? I go, these people don't want to be involved. I go, so they just gave me this and I showed him all their paperwork and he's all like, okay. And he helped me and, you know, they can't do nothing about it because like I said, there's no victim. And so it's another thing that's like, I'm just now to them, it seems like I'm harassing her because I'm coming up with all this stuff and all the evidence and everything. But it's like, oh, well, I'm just bitter because I'm not getting what I want or this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, hold on. If it's the kid, if it was reversed, you guys would have had me arrested already. So. Does she not have a rap sheet? She's not. She's she's clean. Yeah. So see, you're you're on the wrong side of it already. Yeah. And that's that's the the funny part because, like I said, you know, right now I'm on currently I'm on probation, but and I should have been off it a while ago, but because every time she would call the cops, every time she knew I was about to get off probation, it would start my probation over. And, you know, I'm truly like I said, I'm truly blessed because my PO's helped me out a lot, and. He's helped me get to where I need to get mentally and legally. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, there's people out there that will help you if you ask for help. 
you know, but sometimes as men, we're too stubborn or too uh, machismo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our pride, but, you know, pride and ego will, will bring you down. Exactly. Do you see you haven't so you haven't seen your daughter since July and you have uh, order to, uh, that you're supposed to be able to see her with monitored visits. What once, twice a week? Or? Yeah. But right now I'm not on trying. I'm not trying to do that right now. I'm trying to focus on me first. So when I come next year, beginning of the year, I'll have a foundation. You know, what I mean, because I did relapse after my brother died in July. Uh, he passed away and July 6th. I went on a two week binge relapse and told my probation officer, look, I need help. And, you know, I told him I'm going to check myself into a program. He's all, dude, I'm proud of you. He's all, it takes a real man to do that instead of just going. Have excuses. Exactly. I go, Mm -hmm. this is the reason why I relapsed because I had a year and a half of sobriety. And when that, and dealing with the court stuff with my daughter for almost a year, it was two years at that time. Well, yeah, about two years. And then the, the death of my brother was just the icing on the cake. You know, it was just like, I didn't care no more. I was just like, screw this. It was for what, what, you know, it goes back to, you know, how you guys had on episode 16, you know, the father's fathers and stuff. You know, my, my dad was always there, but my dad was an addict though. You know, so seeing my dad work all the time and, I mean, you know, I was young, I would always find these little vials when I would look for change and stuff like that for the ice cream man. I would see these little brown vials. My mom was like, well, I go, what's this? Get the fuck out of the room. But as I got older, I, I started seeing patterns. And my dad staying up late with the friends and mirrors and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I that's how I, I, I coped with things with when things would do, get too overwhelming, I just start using you know, was, well, you were taught that you saw that your whole exactly. life. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that a parent has to be absent in your life. There's, they could be there too. And, but when you start seeing these things and stuff like that, that's what you become accustomed to. So. That's true. So you relapsed and she knew about it? Uh, a little bit more into it. Um, cause <laughs> yeah, probation came by and, uh, they did a, uh, home compliance check. It was, should have been my last one, but, uh, anyways, uh, they did home compliance check and I got arrested and they told her and stuff like that. But instead of getting a new case and stuff like that, my probation officer just wrote it as a probation violation. So starting, instead of starting all over again, I get off probation in 18 days, 17 days. So I'm done with everything. And that's why I said I'm just focusing on me right now, because if I try to do this, try and balance out my sobriety and my meetings and stuff like that, because I know that that's what I need, you know, because if I don't 10 meetings and I have too much free time, I start start slipping and going down that dark rabbit hole. You need a coping. Yes. Something that you could do to cope. Yes. And that makes sense. Yeah. So you go to meetings often or. Yeah, I go to I got four meetings that are my home meetings and I got two commitments at two of them. So, you know, that's another thing. Like this time I'm actually doing recovery. I've been to a lot of treatments. I never did recovery, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because treatments, everyone could go to a treatment, you know what I mean? And do whatever. But if you're not going to do the steps and, and actually get, get into it, actually surrendering to it, then what's the point of doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be back at square one, mm-hmm. you know, that year and a half that I had a sobriety, that's the longest I've ever had clean sobriety, wanting sobriety, you know, but stop going to meetings, going to work too much. You got to find a balance. Mm-hmm. You got to find a balance in life. You know, work's not everything. Yeah, we need to pay the bills, but you know what makes a big difference though too now is that I actually have a partner, mm-hmm. you know, and my partner, she's incredible. She's real incredible. She's been my backbone and I've been her backbone. We compliment, um, how's that? What's the word I'm looking for? Compliment, compliment each other. Compliment each other. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, when she's down, I lift her up. And when I'm down, when I'm down, I, she lifts me up, you know, and I never had that. Like with my ex, she's a good woman. Like I said, I created that monster, you know, but there was no drive behind her. Like, you know, my spouse now that I'm with. Uh, she's a go-getter. She's a go-getter. She, yeah. She'll have like 
three or four different jobs in the same day, you know, because she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, just like God bless me. And it's funny because me and her, we met actually 20 years ago when we were teenagers. We used to work at the same place, but we never ran into each other after that. Like we had the same friends, same crowd, but never came across each other. And that's what I say, like God intervenes. And I know the time he was right. And he, Brought her in my life because he brought her into my life in 2019 again. We, that's when we met through a mutual friend. And then uh, I was going through my stuff and she's all like, you know what? I like you. You're cool, but you got a lot going on with your ex right now. Figure it out. And then if it's meant to be, we'll hang out again. And uh, I remember this exactly clearly. It was November of 2020. I hit her up again and just say, hey, what's up? It was around the holidays because that's when we started talking in 2019. And since then, we've been with each other. So, and then we're planning to get married next year. Nice. Yeah. So I'm finally locked me down. Nice. <laughs> and that's actually, a, like, but that's why I said, there's, there's a difference between having a, a partner and then a companion. You know, I know we, we're going off topic of things, but it all relates. It all snowballs into one thing, you know, and, and she's, like I said, she's a very understanding. She's helped me a lot to with the legal stuff, the paperwork. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's another thing too, where people get stuck, men in general, you know, because it becomes a financial burden because now you got to, as much as you can do what you can on paper. And then when you can't do no more and you need more of the legal stuff, that's when you get the lawyer. But when you do the paperwork halfway, they, they, there's lawyers that will, I forgot the word, um, but they do where it's half the price. Because you did have to work. They're just there pretty much to be the mouthpiece at court to know the language and the lingo and everything else. But if you do all the footwork, it's not going to be as expensive as you not doing the footwork. So, But you got to understand the paperwork to fill it out. Exactly. Google, Siri. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, start filling out the paperwork, do what you need to do. And yeah, you know, because not you're just, you know, your kids already lost the very enough time not you being there and more time they're not going to want you around you if you the more you're absent from their how life. old is your daughter she's eight she's eight so yeah important time yeah, yeah it is especially i think for daughters too you know what i mean um daughters need their fathers i say that all the time and it, it's crazy because my spouse now she has a daughter and in fact I went to go pick her up from school. Me and her went to go pick her up from school about two weeks ago. And uh, I was, I had headphones and we pretend we're like radio, like, and then we get a little, uh, <laughs> you know, we play funny stuff when we're like, we're slow or whatnot. So I thought she was mad and she was going to hit me and she ran and gave me a hug. She's like, I miss you. I was like, dude, that was like the best feeling, you know, and that's not even my kid, but, and it's weird because this time around like with her, when I introduce her, I always introduce my spouse. Oh, this is my wife, not my girlfriend or my fiance. And then when I introduce her daughter, well, this is my daughter. You know, and with my ex, I would always say, oh, this is my girlfriend. And, or, oh, this is my stepchildren. Mm. So, you know, that that's a big difference now, too, is because that's this is my family now, you know. Mm. And I don't want to make the same mistakes I made before. So. Makes you gotta, sense. You got to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Trouble <laughs> was my nickname back then. Trouble was my nickname. So with not seeing your daughter, are you having any telephone com- conversations? You or? know what? Like right now, like I said, I'm just focusing on it's me. nothing. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to lose focus on what I'm doing right now. You know, because if I lose focus on that, then I'm not going to be useful to her. And I need to get my foundation back what I had before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's, 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 it's in the Bible too. It says you build a, a house on sand and you're going to sink, but you build a house on rocks you're going to have a foundation. That's true. So, yeah. When is court again? You know what? Uh, we just had court and this is another thing too, because my daughter's lawyer, because they, because mom wasn't being compliant with the court order, they had to get my daughter a personal lawyer for herself. They should have had one all the, the whole time anyway. Yeah, they didn't though, but it was when mom wasn't getting compliant and me filing all my motions. They're saying that both parents aren't, you know, being compatible, but I have everything, like I said, black and white right here on paper that says different, you know, um, 
Let me see. Uh, let me read real quick. This is this came from the monitor, and when she was talking to mom, it says, "At this point, I told you several times that we know you are harassing me, even though I told you on several occasions there'll be no visits anymore, and that." He could take me to court if he wants, because I'll be going to court to file a petition against uh, Carlos. Thank you and have a wonderful day and leave me alone, please. That came from the mom to the monitor. So how are you going to tell someone that's court appointed to leave you alone? And they're telling you that I have a visitation. And there's no repercussions behind that. Yeah, that's not right. You know, when when I was in foster care with my daughter because my daughter was in foster care before I adopted her. Uh, we went through stuff like that, but it, it's weird because it seems like the court's failing you because when somebody doesn't comply, it just looks bad. And after like three times of going through that, they've had enough and they stop it right there. They're like, well, do you need to lose custody to understand what you're doing? I don't understand why they're not doing that as well. Because of my history, my past and everything else. And, like I said, I had a lawyer at first, but it was every, it was like every time I was going to court, everything was getting postponed and nothing was getting done. So I was like, you know what? I don't need you. I'll, if I'm just need you to go in there and talk like I could do this myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm doing all the paperwork. I'm following all the motions and stuff. It's like, what do I need you for? But now we're it's like I really do need a lawyer. I'm just waiting, getting my foundation. And so like back to where they gave my daughter a lawyer. Uh, she wanted she. Because I've been trying to be compliant with mom. Like, look, give mom whatever she wants. This is what I'm asking for. And I'm asking for the basics. You know, just I don't want monitor visits because it takes away from my mom, my dad, my grandmother. You know, my grandmother just turned 93 years old. And my my daughter loves my grandmother. She can mm-hmm. go over there, go swimming all the time. So, and you know, my mom just had a heart attack like about a month ago. And she's, you know, my dad has high blood pressure. And, you know, they moved out to Vegas because they didn't want to deal with this. You know, they were supposed to wait till my mom retired in about a year or so and then move out there. But my dad just sold this house because my ex, like I said, she took away that 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 bond from my dad and my daughter. And my dad was just like my dad's very. uh, How can you say it? uh, Manly. He want to show his feelings and his emotions and stuff like that. He just says, fuck it. I'm done. I'm I don't want to deal with this shit. And And I. I know that's why my mom even told me that's why he left it, that they sold their house so fast and they just didn't want to deal with this no more. So, you know, that's the way he dealt with it. It is heart wrenching when you don't get to see a child that you love. It is. I've been in that situation. It's not fun. So I get where he would do that. But, you know, the funny thing about life is the only final thing that that ever happens is death. Anything could change at any time. And if you run away from it, you don't get to see it come back around. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I was trying to tell her. Like uh, we had my niece because my niece and my sister came in contact. That's a different story, too, because uh, my sister kind of chose that side. And my family was like, what are you doing? You know, like, do you see what she's doing? Like my ex, she's very manipulative. She plays that victim role very well. You know, I mean, that poor me, poor this. And uh, like I said, I've tried to help her in many ways child support because I even got, I could show you uh screenshots and stuff like that, where she would literally put me on social media saying, Oh, F that I don't, uh, I don't need child support. My ex is a sorry ass father. Anyways. I'm all like, okay, well, what ex are you talking about? Because now that's defamation of character. And then under California civil code 45 and 44 and 45, which is liable and slander. That's defamation of character. Because you're saying something that's not true because I'm willing to be there for my child, daughter. Um, you know, she doesn't want child support for me. And the reason why for that is because if she gets child support for me or makes her rent goes up mm-hmm. because she's in Section 8. And where I work at, literally, and it's not to brag or nothing like that, for one kid is about $1,000 easily mm-hmm. for child support. Because back in 2000, well, back in 2000 when I just had my son, uh, at the time I was working at Pepsi and I was making like 16 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour, which was equivalent to like 25, 30 bucks now. Right. So my, my child support went from 300 to 800, uh, as soon as I started working in the studios. So I was like, whoa, $800 because I was making $21 when I started in the studios. 
So 300 at Pepsi when I was working at Pepsi. And then when I got into studios, it went to $800. So I was making $20, $20 an hour back then. So now that I make X amount of dollars now, my, my child support is going to be easily $1,000 mm-hmm. off the bat, you know, if not more. And she doesn't want that because one, she says she doesn't need it, but yet she's saying on social media that I'm a sorry father. I don't try to help out, but yet you forgot. And she's on section eight. And she's on section eight. Sounds like she needs it. Yeah. And funny part is that, you know, and this sucks too, because there's people that really do need section eight and I'm not knocking people that are on it, you know, because there are a lot of people that do need help. Mm -hmm. But when you're on section eight for 12 years, I mean, there's something there. You're not even trying to better yourself. You're not trying to upgrade, you Mm -hmm. know, you're just stagnant. You're just staying where you complacent where you're at. So to, and it's funny because I go, look, uh, when I try saying I send her money, I got the the bank accounts where I send it to, and she's like, I don't have those accounts. Well, my bank says you do have this account, so where's the lie at? You know, everything. I that's another thing too. When if you're going through a court battle, get all your documents, save everything, text messages, voicemails, whatever it is, um, screenshot everything, so you have proofs. It's not hearsay because when you go in there with hearsay, they're gonna be like, well, where's the proof? So, you know, just make sure you have all your ducks lined up when you, when you, when you actually start following this and trust me, it's going to get ugly. And for the ones that are going through separations right now and saying, oh, they're not going to be like that. They're, you guys are cool with each other. Trust me. Like one of my, one of my good friends, one of my real good friends, uh, he separated from his, his uh, girlfriend for about a month about two, three months ago. Now he's going, now he's feeling the effects that I told him that was going to happen. Like, well, I told you, I go anytime. I think it goes for both parties though. Like anytime you separate and you get into a new relationship or whatnot, there the other parents always going to get jealous. I think that's how it is in relationships in general anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it just sucks because it's the children that lose out, you know, and when you could be, like I said, I'm I'm willing to give her the world, like help help her out, be there if she wants to go out, she could do whatever. Leave my daughter with me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like I said, that was one of the incidents was when she tried to run someone over. The second incident was when uh, uh, my niece called me and says, "Hey, uh, my daughter, she's all Savannah's, um, she's all Savannah's uh, looking for her mom. She she hasn't been home all day." So what I did was call the cops. I'm a cop caller, you know, people, that's a thing that as we're growing up, we're taught not to call the cops and do this F that when we go, if it my daughter, I'm calling because you know what? Guaranteed they're going to call the cops on me for every little thing. So, you know, now the tables are turned, you know, and that, and that's what it is. Call me a snitch, call me whatever you want. But you know what? My daughter hasn't been, my daughter's been home by herself, you know, and her mom hasn't been home. And, and so when she's I, eight and she's eight, but she has her brother there and her sister, you know, uh, but are they paying attention to her? I don't know. Are they, you know what I mean? Because they're, the son's 18, the daughter's like 15, 16. So they're not really going to want to pay attention to an eight year old, you know? And so what I did was call cops and mom wasn't home. And then all of a sudden, uh, I get a phone call saying I was harassing her, saying that I'm stalking her. I'm like, well, hold up. I go, I got a GPS monitor on me, so I can't even be around you. So they, it's funny, too, about that, because uh, district attorney to try filing a, a case against me. And when they asked my probation officer, has he been around her? He's like, I could say he has not mm-hmm. been around her. He's like, he's like I track him 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because he's on a GPS monitor. And yeah, they know exactly where you go. Exactly. You know, and some people look at it. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, you can't go here. I can go wherever I want, mm-hmm. but I just can't go by her house. And that's and to me, that's a blessing because now she can't just say, "Oh, I'm here, I'm there, I'm doing this." Okay, well, show us, show show me where he's at. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, it's a blessing so you don't have to deal with her. Right. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, you know hate what? To be a dick, but it's yeah, true. It is, you know, and I I hate to use the c word, you know, and I'm not saying. Oh, I love to use that word. So <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I have no problem saying cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Because sorry, Tina. Not all women what are cunts, but you know, and when uh-huh. you do call women cunt, 
I mean, it's because they're getting there, especially when another woman calls a woman a cunt. You know she hates that woman. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I used that word. I, I watch way too much British TV and they use cunt like it's <laughs> like asshole. So it's not a big deal to me. Uh. Only in America. <laughs> oh, yeah, and not, not to bring the, the, the tone down any more than it is. But um, I'm going to give you a few stats here just for for uh, health related issues in a fatherless home, which is, again, if you've listened to our other show, but um, substance abuse, 75 percent higher than uh, if you don't have a father in the home. Seventy one percent of teenagers who are pregnant come from fatherless homes. 63% of youth suicides happen in a father's home. 85% of children with behavioral disorders from father's homes. Uh, let's see. Teen girls without a father seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teenager. Dang. Good Lord. Uh, infant mortality is two times higher in a father's home. So if you leave your child with your, your ex, they're more likely to die as a infant crazy uh higher rate of drug and alcohol abuse obviously that was pretty bad and here's a crazy one children are four times more likely to be in poverty that makes sense because there's not a second income mm-hmm. i mean the statistics are pretty devastating when you start looking you know and again, I'll shit on a dad who isn't there as well. You know, obviously you want to be there. Yeah. And I think that's a a much bigger thing. You know, if, if you're a dad, if you're a deadbeat dad, fuck you anyway. And you should be, you should be raked over the coals. But for someone who wants to be in their child's life, you know, the court system, unfortunately, and we can argue all day, they tip to the woman. They tip they the do. mom. And it's a fact. Um you know, what's crazy, though, too, is that, you know, when it comes to I'm not, like I said, I don't knock all women. Like I said, I created the monster. You got to we got to look at ourselves, too. But there's a fine line, though, between your past and what you're trying to do now. You know, so I'm like I said, I'm not knocking mom. She's a great mom. Overall, she takes care of my daughter. My daughter has a home she lives in, you know, food in her stomach. It just what she's doing. She doesn't see the psychological part. Mm-hmm. you know, of what she's doing to my daughter. I've been pushing for therapy for me, my daughter, even family therapy for me, my ex and my daughter. Sure. You know, she doesn't want none of it. So that there's a, per, you know, it's a woman's corn. And I know Tina knows something about that probably. I I don't. I didn't have kids <laughs> and, and I'm going through a really civil divorce. Um, yeah, knock on wood. But, you know, it's. It's also, and I'm going to toot my own horn, it's because I won't put up with that shit. Like, in all honesty, I I will never, I will never beg somebody to love me. Somebody doesn't want to love me. There's the door. Go through it. You know, see if you could find something better. And because I love you, I I encourage that. Um, so I don't go through the same things because I don't act that way. I I believe in forgiveness. I believe in letting a man see their children. I believe in keeping a child safe, though. Yep. And and it's not about the parents. It's about the child and keeping keeping the child as healthy and as happy as you can and letting them grow up stable. I there's women do not understand that stability comes from having strength in a father, especially for a daughter. And when they don't have that, they don't have the strength. They don't have the backbone that they need. They don't make the same choices that somebody that has their dad does. And I believe that that's why I've had things the way I've had them is because I did have a dad that said, this is, this is your, this is your baseline of how you should be treated, how you should be respected, how you should be loved. This is the baseline. It should never go below this. Most men that are uh, raising kids try to set that example. When when they're not there to set that example, who does it? The mom that's allowing other men to come in and do crappy things. I mean, you got to think about that. And that's one thing like I've always, even though I've been a mess up, uh, I've always been there for my kids and financially, emotionally, whatnot. Uh, 
one thing my dad taught me was like when I was growing up and stuff like that was he's all like because my dad never had a dad so he didn't know how to be a dad mm -hmm. you know um again absentee fathers but my dad provided for his family my mom and dad are still together been going on 40 well then they're going to be celebrating 45 years mm -hmm. uh 40, 40 44 years sorry 44 years um but you know without a dad he got into his substance abuse like one of the statistics and but He's always provided. And one thing he told me was, no matter what happens in your life, he's all like, always be there for your kid. He's like, you don't want another man raising your kid. And so that stuck with me. You know, so, you know, even though I'm not the perfect parent, I'm not, but I'm a parent that tries. I'm trying to be there. I'm trying. That's why I said, like, right now, my daughter's not my focus right now. And sometimes it's something I learned in, in, in one of the services uh, where I go to church. Sometimes we put our kid on pedestals I mean, we focus on them, on them, on them. But you know what? If you let God in your life and let him provide for you and do everything, he's going to work everything out. You know, so I'm at that point right now where it's like my daughter's going to be there. Let me build a foundation. Let me do what I need to do. So when I go back to court, I could show him I had, look, I'm back on the right track. I'm on, this is how long I've had sobriety. You know, I mean, here's my sponsor, you know, I, like showing them everything that I need to do to get my daughter instead of going in there half ass, like, and that's so they could just pick me apart. You know, I'm, I'm, I need my foundation and I know that's what I need before trying to go get my daughter again, trying to see her. Because then once I start trying to juggle too many things at one time, I lose focus on what what's really at, at what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So, so when you have visits, how, how do those happen? Uh, every, uh, on paper right now, it's every Sunday from nine to 12. So do you meet at a certain place? Or? Yeah, we, uh, I'll get with the monitor when I, we usually go to the park or we'll go, but see, that's what sucks too, because there's only so much I'm limited. You know, I'm not trying to be a three hour dad, you know, for a week. No, no one should. And you know, and it sucks because like I said, my parents are getting older. My parents are ill. Grandmother's ill. Uh, you know, they miss her. They want to see her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know my daughter wants to see them, but she gets when, how, like when I show her videos, she'll be like, oh yeah, like she'll kind of withdraw from it. Like, cause she doesn't want to feel. Cause it hurts her too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I show her the old videos, remember this video? she will be like, no. And then I show her and she'll be like, oh yeah. She's like, oh yeah. But then she'll try to change the subject quick. But I know it's because she doesn't want to upset mom, you know, and. That's why I'm, I'm glad that, like I said, the person I'm with right now, she understands that she's not like, well, just give up or, you know, she's actually helped me fight. And she's all like, just let's focus on what you need to do first. You need to be selfish right now and take care of you. She's all because how are you going to take care of your daughter when you're not even taking care of yourself? Sure. Mm -hmm. So. And you said your parents are out of state. Yeah, they live in Vegas now. See, that's a bigger problem long run as well. Yeah. Because. Even with court orders, taking children over state lines is a, that's a rough one. Cause I moved to Vegas with my kid and it was, we had so many things that had to be in writing. And when I went through my divorce papers, there was some wording that I didn't like. <laughs> it kind of made almost like that I was stealing my own kid. So I had to have that redone <laughs> in our divorce papers. Cause I was like, no. We, I want it worded like this. So hopefully that's something that you can also yeah, fight we, for when you go. And uh, in fact, well, be, when my parents were here for the holidays, um, I don't even know if I have it on me right now, but um, we go through a thing called Talking Parent. It's an app through the courts where the mother and I communicate. That's the only way we have communication. Sure. So, wow. yeah, that's that's the best thing because then I don't have to deal with her, you know, and it's not hearsay, hearsay. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's lawyer sees everything that's on there. Yeah. So I could show you stuff where mom just goes off the wall and it's like, are you serious? But, you know, I take the blame on that, though, too, because I like to poke the bear because I'll say certain things and it triggers her where she just goes off. But it's the truth, though, you know. Yeah, that's not poking the bear, though. That's just showing somebody some shit they don't want to see. Exactly. But at the same time, is it helping you see your daughter? 
It's no. not. If it's not exactly. helping you see your daughter, knock your shit off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, it's, it's, it's like, but you're never going to be the good guy. You were you're never, never going to be the guy. right guy. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be the person that, that she's going to see the way, the way that she should as she should have respect for you as the man that, that helped her have this child, but she doesn't, you're never going to get that from her. So you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even engage in those things. Cause it just keeps the rift. It does. As far and, and as that's exactly be. what you just said right now is exactly what my spouse said. Well, she, that's because she's me 10 years ago. <laughs> she, you know, we, we do think a lot alike. So it makes sense that she would say that to you. Yeah. And that's when I got to realize like, okay, that's why I say, I, I, I know my part. I play in it too. I'm not perfect. I'm not sitting here. I'm saying I'm the perfect. I do. I do poke the baron. Like you just said, that's what causes her to get the way she does. But, uh, to answer that question though, uh, my parents were here for the holidays last year. And when I w- went on the app and I asked the, uh, my daughter's lawyer, not my daughter's lawyer, but yeah, my daughter's lawyer. Look, my parents are down here. They wanted to see her. And, you know, my ex replies back on there. Well, if you're, if your dad cares so much about Savannah, how come he hasn't reached out to her in two years? My dad didn't want to come to court. My first court hearing with him, but the second one I go, look, pops, I need you there. My mom actually had to tell him like, look, your son's doing good. He needs your help. And he finally came. And so when we went to court, he's, I'm all like, did you, what was the reason why you stopped talking or getting in contact with Miss, you know, so-and-so? He's all because Miss so-and-so said that she didn't want me to stop all contact with her. She said, stop calling, stop. So he did. He didn't want to get me in trouble. And that was the reason why he stopped communication with her because Miss so-and-so said to stop, like stop harassing her. And he does that my daughter's not going to see her or grandpa anymore or anything like that. So. Wow. That's, that's a shame because she's keeping her daughter from so many people that yeah. love her. All the love exactly. that you guys have to give, she's not getting. And I get because of, of your addiction, I get her wanting to, to keep your daughter safe, but it goes beyond keeping her safe at this point. It's like, it's just unhealthy. Yeah. And you, I- but you, I know for what I've gone through, you have to be impeccable. No poking the bear, no using, go to all your meetings, do whatever it is you have to do and don't leave anything out there that could possibly be misconstrued as you still screwing up. Yeah. That's what it's going to take. And it's a long, hard process. Yeah. And it does work. It does. It does. And, and, you know, that's why I I keep on repeating over and over. It's not like a broken record, but that's why I'm not trying to see my daughter right now. It's not that I, I don't want to. It's just that I can't right now because I need to take care of me first. You know, without me being right first, then what am I doing this for? What What am I trying to What am I trying to get out of it? Am I just trying to piss her off, or am I really trying to be there for my daughter? You know, am I just trying to antagonize her and and like you said, poke the bear, or am I just? See, and I think a little bit different. There is nothing that is going on in your life that is more important than you seeing your kid. So I, I don't agree with that just because of what I've been through, mm-hmm. but I get what you're saying. If you're not right, you're not right. But that does, that does lead into a question like, you know, well, when are you going to be right? And, and when are you going to start making the right choices? So they will look at that too, that you're not trying and that you're not going. So get, get right as quick as you can. Oh, no, that's what we talked about. Me, me and my daughter's lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we had court uh, about a week ago, week and a half ago, but I signed all the paperwork saying that, but she left it in the language and I read it and my, I had my spouse read it just to double check the language because she's a smart cookie, um, you know, and it left it open where after I do this A, B, and C, that that door is open to see my daughter again. Good. So like my daughter's lawyer, she's helped, she's helped me a lot without legally without helping you. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, because her in it's in her, it's in your daughter's best interest that you get, get it together and that your ex gets it together. And that's what she is working for. That's what having a lawyer is for. It's her own advocate. 
to say, this is what we need for you guys to be together. So that's good that she's actually doing her job. Yeah. She, like I said, but she, they'll turn on you quicker. Oh, than she will. They she, will. And, and, and it's funny because like I said, God intervenes in a lot. Um, my daughter's lawyer was, it's crazy because my mom's all like, I know that lady. Well, okay. Well, how do you know her? She's all, well, that used to be uncle Gary's divorce lawyer. Like, mm. so like she's all she's a tough cookie like she she don't put up with bs and she doesn't good like she yells at mom to just as bad as you know what i mean because i've been open with my addiction with with my daughter's lawyer and she sees that you know what it's crazy she when she got involved the first thing she asked me she saw mr so-and-so why why am i involved i'm all well you want the truth or you want me to sugarcoat it she's all i want the truth i'm all well it's my fault she's all what do you mean it's your fault I'm all like, yeah, I go because I go, I just, like how I said, the, the, I go when I first got with her, it was, you know, it was fine. But when it becomes a one income family and, you know, I just checked out, I went back to what I know how to do, self-medicating. That goes back also to, you know, the, the homeless fathers and stuff like that. We all, like addicts, I would say for personal experience only, as an addict, when you feel that void of emptiness, you fill it with toxic stuff, alcohol, drugs, porn, whatever, just to feel that satisf satisfaction, that emptiness, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I told her, I go, I did what I know how to do. And I just medicated myself. Started drinking, started partying, not coming home. I go, so that's why you're involved. I go, the other reason why you're involved is because, probably because I followed, uh, I took her to court for, um, um, was it? Uh, I might just went blank. Sorry, we're live too. <laughs> you took her to court for? Oh, because uh, she was power at the attorney at the time, and I took her court because uh, to file that. Is mind. that against you? No, she against was her. Your, she yeah, was your she was my yeah, she was my power attorney, and I I took her court because when I came back from vacation, I saw I was just trying to fix my credit back, and I go I went to the banks and said, "What do I need to do?" And they showed me everything. They showed that she relinquished my car because I was in debt. So I was like, whoa, hold on. So now I go, you know what? I need a printout of from this date to this date. When I seen it, my bank statements were uh, to James Restaurant or to all these restaurants and, you know, $400 a Walmart. Like, whoa, what the hell? Like, where's this money going? This was money that she took, she used for her leisure. So when I followed my my uh against her for that uh that's when shit really got out of control but mm -hmm. that's what i told my daughter's lawyer go these are the only two reasons why you're involved she's wow oh what she's like, i didn't really expect you to say that i didn't think you were going to be honest and say something like that i could take accountability now now i'm older i take accountability for my actions you know before i used to be like oh it's her fault or well she did this to me or i did that but she did this they don't want to hear that they want to hear what she done Take accountability. You know, for future references, anyone listening, man, take accountability. Don't just point fingers at mom and take accountability of your, your, once your side of, like they say in sobriety, once your side of the, the street's clean, nothing else they can say about you. And the truth is the truth. If you just tell the truth and, and only the truth, then you could see what the problem is and work through it. Yeah. If you don't look at what you're doing or what's going on, you'll never get through it. And, you know, like, get fixed. working the steps now, I, I see a lot though, too, you know, working with my sponsor and stuff like that. I see, I, I clean, I can only clean up my side of the street. Mm -hmm. I can only do my part. I can't control what you think. I can control what he thinks. I can't control what other people feel about me, say about me. All I can do is control my actions. Mm -hmm. So. Have you been learning coping mechanisms so you don't go back to using drugs? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I stay, I stay, I, I get, I'm very into my sobriety right now. So I'm going to my meetings, getting commitments. Um, I do have a therapist that's, that, that he's been a big help. He's Good. the reason why I didn't really relapse when I should have relapsed. Mm -hmm. Um, that guy is awesome. You know, um, he's just a Dr. Strange. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the Dr. Strange multiverse. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you know how there's different variants of, because of things that happened in the past. So he uses that 
as an analogy for me. I go, oh, I told him, I go, hey, wasn't this like the doc? He's like, exactly. He's all because whatever I do off of reactions of what my ex does, like, because I use them for my anger because I was getting mad a lot. Like where it was like, I just don't give a fuck. I want to break everything. I'm going to snap, like just real bad. So he helped me control that. He's all learn how to control that. He's all, once you know how to control that, then he's all, cause like whatever you do, there's going to be a reaction. So it's like that Dr. Strange multiverse. So there's going to be different variants. Yeah. You know, from my reactions. Mm -hmm. So when, when I was first with my ex, he had uh, an ex-wife that he had been divorced for years that was still coming back around, still using his credit, still trying to do all these crazy things. And she would call like a hundred, 200 times it in, in a night, like just phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. It wouldn't stop. And it used to drive me crazy. And I would tell him, just pick up the phone and tell her off. And he said, no, he said, no, if I don't engage, she'll burn herself out. Mm -hmm. And, and that is truly that that was a big lesson because I'm a fighter. I fight back. And when you cannot fight with somebody because they won't fight with you, you tend to let things go. So try to not poke the bear. Try to try to do exactly what you're, you're doing by the letter of the law and don't waver from it and and start treating yourself better so that you do things more healthily. You don't want to be caught up in doing the same stuff that you were doing because look at how it does affect your daughter. It does. I mean, she's eight years old without her dad right now. Yep. And it sounds like her mom's a little tilted too. So what is her, what is her stability? Where's her foundation right now? Uh, moms or my daughters, your daughters, uh, man, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. And see, that's the point. That's, that's the end game. The end game is, is really, you have to be impeccable. You have to work hard to be her dad because it is a blessing and it is something that is going to teach you more lessons than you'll probably teach her. So I, I, I'm glad to hear that you're in counseling. I think counseling is incredible when you work, whatever it is that you, you and your yeah. therapist come up with, definitely keep going to that. And remember that nothing stays the same forever. And I've noticed in my life, I've had a lot of friends grew up without their dads where the moms just told them to get the hell out and they stayed out. They had to. And it, in my experience with every last child that had to go through that, they don't have anything to do with their mom now. Mm. It's all about their dad because they could only be lied to for so long. They could only feel hatred for so long. I mean, it's their parents. I feel like uh, my spouse is right here talking to me because those are the exact same she words. She says the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's why I said she's an awesome person. Smart people, no smart people. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why we all get along here. Yeah. But definitely <laughs> just do, do what is going to bring peace and harmony to your relationship with your daughter. And, mm -hmm. and if you just keep that in mind, you'll be able to get through all this other stuff. When, when I was going through it with my daughter, I didn't think it was ever going to end. I didn't think that the the courts really cared about what she needed or wanted. But if you fight long enough and hard enough, you do find that people are there to help and you just got to go through the motion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. Just going through the motions. And that's why, you know, like I said, it's a blessing to me. Everything happens on God's time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I really believe that like, you know, my spouse coming back into my life at the right time. Now, when I thought I needed her or when whatnot, God put her back in my life at the right moment. You know, same thing with my daughter. Maybe the time is not right, but you know, in time, God's going to provide everything. He gives you the hearts of your desire. So be as healthy as you can. Yes, I can. And then love on her as much as you can. Cause there's so much damage that's already been put on her plate that she's going to need you to, to be the dad. Yeah. Awesome. That's what I think. Uh, yeah. I don't <laughs> well, think I quiet. need to say much more. <laughs> no, we're coming up on our time though, but I'm so grateful that you came out and did this with us. And this was your second time trying to get your, your message across. So thank you for being patient with our technical difficulties we had the other night. And 
And um, thank you for being there and continue to listen to your your friend because she's very smart and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love her too. Like I said, she's she's awesome and you're invited to the wedding come next year. Oh, I, I'm sure I'll be doing <laughs> some hair as well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'll just say keep pushing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, your, Joe your, Dirt, keep pushing. Keep pushing. Your, your child definitely needs you. It's, it's a very important thing, I think, that uh, that they know that they have stability on both sides of the aisle. And hopefully one day you and your ex can find a, a level uh, where you understand that it's about her and not about anything else. And that's another reason why, too, like, uh, I'd rather not pursue nothing right now. Give her that time to like detach from me and you know those feelings that she has towards me so wait come next year at least it gave it some kind of healing time me not being around maybe maybe next year god willing that she he'll work in her heart and soften her heart and we could just be civil because that's all i want is just to be civil sure i i would say send her cards send her letters send her something just I'd rather, I'll, I'll just I send it. I would say don't, yeah. don't do anything. I, I would. I mean, if it was my kid. My, no, I'd rather no, just. No, not mom. No, I'm oh, like the kid. Child. Yeah. There's a protective order still. So as of right now, if anything were to happen like that, it would go through my daughter's lawyer. Yeah. So, I'm all right with that. Yeah. So send it to, send, that, I think that's even better. Send yeah. it to the lawyer. So it makes sure that people get it. Exactly. Cool. All right, Tina. <laughs> all right well, well thank you all for listening you could reach uh, or you could uh listen to us on spotify facebook um iHeartRadio, google, google apple apple anywhere where you can listen to podcasts yeah and please uh please share and follow and like and subscribe so that we could keep doing this for you yeah facebook instagram sometimes twitter we'll see <laughs> you'd always get a hold of us yeah i can't do that shit i don't know <laughs> Besides that, it's an opinion show, so don't get it twisted. We're here every Wednesday. We'll see you in a week. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And uh, hopefully it sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.